Well, this is a very special episode of the Heart to Heart Walk podcast. Not only is it different in the sense that it's actually a self-interview by two people on the walk, but they're more than just walkers. The people talking are long-term partners of people suffering PTSD, and one of them is me. To let this discussion go wherever it needed to go, I literally set up the recording by the water where we were at Urana, and I hit record and left. So listen into this podcast for a bit of insight into what it's like to live with someone suffering from PTSD. And check the show notes for a link to the YouTube version of this podcast. This is the Heart to Heart Foundation podcast. It will be covering a walk from the geographic centre of Australia to the centre of the nation's capital in Canberra to raise awareness of the mental health issues faced by our first responders. We ask a lot of the people in our police, emergency services and all frontline workers. That takes a big toll on them and their families, which is why this walk is happening. These are just everyday people that have to do extraordinary things. These people are just like my dad. So we're sitting here at Urana on the Heart to Heart Walk. Yeah, you've just you've 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 blown in. I have blown in. Call you a lilo, lob in, <laughs> lob out. That's no. it. That's us. I was actually doing the starters thing on my phone, and I may have said something about the beautiful Ubrian family who've come, because you've just come in and blended. Yeah. It's not been difficult. No, it's no, it's felt like we've come home in a yeah. way to a yeah, to to our family. Yeah. Which, you know, and we've, you know, briefly known each other. But you I made think... me cry already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while yeah. though. It's been crazy. I, I think the girls have felt so comfortable. Yeah. And I've just loved that you have all just embraced them and my yeah. dad, you know, yeah. my dad, eighty seven coming out with us all and yeah, he's just sort of, you know, typical Tom fitted in the, the way yeah. he does with the stories and but that's kind of thinking about you know sitting here in this beautiful setting yeah. with our hot debrief fire which I love and I think that who we all are and the reason we've blended and got along so well is because we share a really shit time yeah and I'm not going to say it nicer no. Because I know, and you know, and your girls, I had some beautiful chats with them last night. Yeah. It's so shit. Oh, it's horrific. And yeah. the hardest part, I don't know about you, sitting here I was thinking, I don't want to betray my beautiful husband. Yeah. Because they are the ones that feel shame. Absolutely. Shame and blame for what's happened. Yeah. And I don't blame him at all. No. I blame the lack of supports, the lack of hierarchy support, yeah. the bullying of yeah. inspectors the and sergeants. The lack of early intervention and, and... And no support. Yeah, and the intentional looking the other way yeah. and the, the corrosive culture that exists yep. um, around it all. Absolutely. And I think, I know when I was advocating incredibly strongly with, you know, all of the insurance companies and the employers and all of the all of the stuff that you have to go through and I I, I literally broke down one day and I, I said to whoever was on the other end of the phone I I really resent 
you forcing me to talk about my husband this way. Yeah. This is an incredibly capable, dynamic, yep. compassionate, intelligent man. Yeah. And this injury and the, the processes we have to go through are only ever focused on the damage the injury has done to him, to his cognition, to his capacity, to his emotional depth and connection with, with everyone that he loves. And I resent Ooh. having to speak about him like that's the sum of him. Yeah. Because that is, it's an enormous part right now. Um, but there is so much more to the people that we love that are inflicted yeah. with this injury. But your world becomes the injury yeah. and, and it weaves its way around everyone and everything in your life. Yes. Um, till you, it, it, it becomes difficult to separate the injury and the impact and the pain from the people from the people yeah i mean i find it hard to detach myself from my pain i know my girls sometimes look at me and i don't think they can see mum from the pain no um and i, and I hate that young. for them too but they're so young yeah and you know that they don't they won't understand that our men that we chose to have our the rest of our life with and have as our other person our rock our our, our love yeah. in so many ways, we've lost them. Mm. Yeah. And we'll never have them back the way they were before no. this injury. No. And is my husband still a strong, capable man? Yes. Yeah. Is he the same strong, capable man before? No. No, and I think that's one of the... Hmm, you're going to get me now. Yeah. I think that's one of the the griefs that's so complex in this, which I don't think, I know it's there and it, and I connect with it sometimes and it touches me now, yep. but I know it's a grief that I'm yet to process and go through because at the moment we've, you know, we're still at that point where you're, you're holding them alive and holding them with you and healing. Yep. But I know that there is a grief coming and that is the loss of the man I married and the man I fell in love with because as much as there are elements of him that are still there, um, he is forever changed. I'm forever changed. Yeah. The girls are forever changed. You know, my parents, his parents, you know, our friends. The legacy and depth and reach of this insidiousness is just so enormous. But the loss of, of the people we fell in love with and chose yeah. to spend our lives with is, is real. And, you know, you, everyone sort of, I, I know we go to, go to social events and Everybody go, oh, and that's so good. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you saw him for an hour. You didn't see the three hours it took to get him here. You no. weren't there for the next two days as he fell apart and processed. Too and much. Yeah. hypervigilant and we were on eggshells. And what it took for that moment of normalcy yeah. that you saw is not the reality that we live with. And I've lost part, I've lost part yeah. of my husband and I have to find a new way of being with this new man that's coming back to us. This yes. walk is giving him back, but it's giving us a new dad and give you a, husband. A, a new and improved. Yes, I think it will be. In the end, I think it will be, but that loss is still yeah. real. And, and it's never going to be the same, and it's never going to be the journey and the plan that we had. No. And we have to, I think, do you know, I, it, it kind of upsets me because I think we're going to grieve forever. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's going to be an end of 
of that time of grieving. There's never going to be. Oh, good. It's all. It's all. Back. Yes. It's, yep, it's always yep. going to be an element of difference and yes, an element yep. of struggle. But I keep going back to the same thought. I love my husband yeah. to the end of the world. Yeah. And I always, always will. Mm. I'm still so angry at the system for what they did to him. Yeah. And changing him. Yeah. And changing him in front of my children. Yeah who can't process it. No. My children, like yours, are hideously traumatised by this. Yeah. They, they, we can't afford for them to all go to psychologists. No. And they're adults now, so they can't afford it either. No. No. So we've been dumped. Yeah. Coming yeah. on the walk, for the first time in the police family, I feel worthwhile. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's hideous that it's taken. Oh, the abandonment. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I think about this conversation we're having now and the number of times throughout the last three years of all of this that someone on the other end of the phone will say, and Matt's so lucky to have you by his side. Yeah. And I think, how dare you use my capacity that is dwindling and nearly killing me. Yep. How dare you use that as your own comfort for the bullshit that you're perpetrating on my family? Yeah. Because that is not okay. And it's not okay to treat our husbands and our wives and our partners and our dads and our loved ones the way this system is and think that it's okay because they've got someone strong that loves yeah. them. They, you're not, I'm not strong out of choice. Out of choice, I'm strong out of you know there's desperation no, there's out of no chance to do no if i'm not i lose him and that's and that, not, an, not option. an option you know i'm strong out of necessity out of nothing else that we can do we no. can't do anything else no i'm i'm lucky in that i've got a very very close girlfriend yeah. who sees stephen as different yeah and so it validates yeah. to me and other people who seem that he's different yeah. and it's okay that he's different mm. it's just different so I need to adjust to the different yeah but it sucks it does because I don't want him to be this different no absolutely and you have these you know you you enter your life together and you make plans and you make choices together and you you move in ways that give you the future that you're working towards and then suddenly bang out of nowhere comes yeah. this you know, this life-shattering change, that change and injury that just blows the entire thing up. And, you know, you spoke about it earlier, the guilt oh. that I've seen in Matt in not being the father he wanted and, you know, did, you know, his injury limiting the capacity that we had built to give our girls the choices and the futures that they, that they yeah. hoped and dreamed and the vulnerability that we now sit with economically, financially, yeah. emotionally all of those things because of this, mm. no matter how hard we've worked, it gets ripped away. And the system just goes, well, we'll just patch you up a bit, kick you further down the road and, and you know. You'll be right You'll now. be right now, you're not our problem. And I mean, you know, seven years, you should be right now. Yep. You're done, you can move on now. We've, we've given you all that we can. And you just think, hang on, this is, 
we're still living this is with lifelong. this lifelong. Lifelong. This is, you know, and I think also knowing um, knowing the fact that you know the girls that know that Matt was suicidal, yeah. know that he had a plan. What the legacy that that leaves for them is that suicide idolization is so much more likely to be part of their life. Yeah. Um, how I get I get so angry at that. I think how dare these systems and these professionals know that that's the case, and, and have allow done it. so little to prevent it. And you know, the girls were offered eight psych sessions yeah. in three years. But that doesn't that's more damaging than good because they don't even have the comfort and confidence. They don't to have even, the relationship with no, someone to, to then get help. No, they don't, and it's so tokenistic. And you think how you know. How can you know all of this mm. and still make that financial choice to do so little? Yeah. I mean, my kids were too old. Yeah, right. Wow. So the twins were they were 18 when we moved out of Cooma. Yeah. So they're adults. Yeah. Over 16. You know, there is there is no care factor from the wow. the force. And you know, when when Stephen went off work, from the day he went off work. Not one single person messaged me, rang me from the police force to say, how, how are you? Never more X than an X. It's, it's, like, like, it's, it's like it's contagious. We can't reach out to them. We can't speak to them because we might catch it and we, that might make us culpable if we show any level of compassion. Yeah. Then, our, then our culpability may be increased. Yeah. No, it won't. It just actually make, makes that person and that family Human. feel seen. Yeah. Be and feel validated and cared. Heard. Yep. I did. Did I tell you I wrote a five-page letter to the commissioner no. of police? Wow. What did that get you? Well, the commissioner of police at the time was in Stephen's small class. Oh wow. So he knew Stephen personally. Spoken at events yeah. we'd been to. Knew him by name, by his nickname. Yeah. Knew who he was. So I wrote five pages of typed. Yeah. Wow. What had happened? What happened to our family um, was absolutely in tears to this yeah. guy who was his assistant, I guess. And then a few weeks later, I got a two-sentence reply from his assistant saying, now that Stephen's claim has been accepted, I hope you move on with your life. Yeah. Like the, like the claim acceptance is the final end date like it's and wonderful. point. Like it, like it means anything like that. Often to get to the point of an accepted claim means that you've oh, had even further damage hideous. and destruction. It has been, I mean, I know Matt became suicidal many times throughout that process after we'd spent nine months getting him po past yeah. his, you know, his, his most critical uh, moment. And you think you're then in that system of care and it actually is even more corrosive and destructive. Um, the end date of an accepted claim is often just the beginning. It's the start of. Of the, of, of the healing. Yeah. Um, not the end. We, and... we had one psych who, who said to me, um, oh, no, I was sitting there and he was triggering Stephen. Yeah, they all Because he had to. Yeah. It was yeah. his job. He was triggering Stephen. So I put my hand on Stephen's leg. He held my hand and I said, it's all good. That's all I said. And he goes, and you can be quiet. Wow. And I looked out the window and I just stared out the window, desperately, desperately cry, trying not to 
scream, jump across the table and slap this man. Yeah. And I just sat there and Stephen thought I was going to hit him, yeah. which was quite funny. I've never shown violence. And then at the very end he goes, oh, so Mrs Hopkin, have you got anything you'd like to add? And I looked at him and I said, well, in what regard? As if anything I've got to yeah. say is anything important to you. Yeah, you've denied me the capacity yeah. to comfort my husband in his most And now you want me to say time. something? Yeah, what do you want me to say? So I let him have it. Yeah. I said it's not personal. It's not personal against you. I know what yeah. you're doing, but you're triggering this man that I love. You're yeah. triggering him. You're upsetting him. You are taking him somewhere. You told me you're not going to treat him. Yeah. So you're just going to screw my husband up. And that I have to take him home. That's right. And then and, deal with yeah, and our children and I have to deal have with all to of deal this. deal with this now. We're not professionals. No. We just love deeply and immensely, but love is not enough in these circumstances. No. And, yeah, I've, I found that process so hideous. Mm. Um, you know, you, you need to sit there and support your person through the, those those examinations and questions and they're hideous they are so hideous um and you know i was hearing things in matt as i'm sure you did with with Stephen, but you know i was hearing things that matt never wanted me to know no. about what he'd done and what he'd seen um and how it played on him and tormented him yeah and you have to sit there and not only listen to that and have your heart completely yet again mm. for the hundredth time ripped from your soul because you're so devastated that that is what the person that you love it's As another layer of knowing of what they live with which is just so hideous and then you've got to somehow put that aside and not let that erode you yeah so that you can love them and hold them after this because they put you in your car and send you on your merry way and then months later they go, oh, no, we didn't, think, we, it we didn't think it was that much. No. It's not that bad. I think you'll be okay with this. Off you pop. Yeah. Um, and you just think, hang on, you're, where's the do no harm yeah. in this? Where's the ethical, moral positioning of this system? You know, Matt spent months and months in treatment those people are best placed to make an assessment of his injury, not someone that comes in for an hour, triggers the hell out of someone. I remember for many of the instances, because we were doing a lot of ours through COVID, so we're having to do yeah. that, you know, um, yeah, in our home. I mean, oh. that was horrific. In our home. I, yes. I nearly feel like torching our lounge because yeah, I yeah. just, what we've sat with on that lounge, yeah. I sometimes I look at it and think I'm just going to take you into the backyard and just set you on fire. Yeah. We'll come. Um, yeah. We'll stick it in <laughs> yeah, the little pot. We'll burn deep marshmallows deep. and we'll yeah. just burn it in the backyard. Um, but, you know, Matt would sit there with a, with a, with a bucket next to him because he, he, we knew that he would get to a point where he would vomit. Yeah because of what was coming. Um, and I just think, you know, in an hour, you you make Matt go to places that's taken him six months to get a therapist to, to process and even start to mention. And yet there you are, yeah. just dredging all of this back so you can tick a box. Yeah. Um, I, it's so barbaric. And I had, I had a psychologist say to me at one stage who was treating Stephen and I saw her just to get yeah. some comfort. Yeah. And I was crying, and she said, why are you crying? Because yeah, my financial family, my husband, my love, my whole world 
is imploding in front of me yeah. and I'm powerless and worthless yeah. to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah I, I, the, the choices you have to make as mum yeah. and as wife and as is just so cruel, so cruel. I know we are worthless. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I and I, 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 I know the girls will be stronger humans and with deeper compassion and greater understanding and empathy and kindness for their fellow man through all of this. And I know it will make them richer people. Um, but what a way to learn no. those things. They could have been great people without this, but um, you've got to find you've got to find, you've the, got to find the good the yeah. good in this. And I know that, that that will be one of the amazing things that will come from this for them. Oh. Um, and and their their um, their ability to advocate and and stand yeah. for themselves with, with purpose and fight for their dad and fight for what's right um, has been extraordinary. But you know, there's been so many times when Matt's been triggered and imploding in front of us, and the girls are witnessing this, and you you try and be that buffer between. First of all, their behaviours and their loud music or their comments, whatever it is that becomes a trigger. So you try and be the buffer between the daily life and grind that is then a trigger to you don't know what will come. And then you try and be the buffer between the triggered moment in their dad and the pain and the fear and everything that comes with that so that they don't witness it and they don't feel it. Yeah. Because you know that's not him and you know that's not what he wants them to see of him and you know that that's damaging to them. And then you're trying to hold him as well and where do you, who do you hug first and who do you go to and how do you make that, that choice in those moments of everyone that you love and that you hold most dear in the most excruciating agony of their lives in front of you. And you just disappear in that. Like, and who hugs you? Who hugs you? Yeah. And I, I hope, my, I think one of my personal fears is, you know, that I, I hope the girls know that every time I chose Matt, I was choosing them first. Yes, they, they actually do. Yeah, because I, 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 I know I left them in immense pain to really do it on their own while I had to hold Matt so that he would stay alive with us. Yeah. Um, they do. They do yeah. know because I had chats with them. Yeah. And that's the good thing about being here. And I'm disappointed that right here my kids aren't here. Yeah. Because my kids and your kids would have blast. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Because they are like-minded people. Yeah. And oh, the love it's a that bit I've... sad that... that Trauma, yeah, yeah, bonds you. Joins people. I know, but the, I know. No one else I've gets it. I instantly loved you from oh. the moment I met you, <laughs> um, and that's because we've walked our own journeys and different, but the same. Yeah, and different in in the situations. Yeah, but the pain. Absolutely. How many times have you wanted to just run madly, screaming? Yeah. Into a corner. Yep. Absolutely. And how? Yep. Oh. Yeah, I've lost count. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's it's an understanding that is comfort. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't even have to speak. I think no. that's the thing. We just we can just, just look at each other, just look at each other, and be, <laughs> and um, and just know that 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 understanding, that deep deep understanding is there. Um, that I've just 
Oh, it's, it, that has just been the most extraordinary experience for me. And we would like to take a moment to thank our platinum sponsors, Police Bank and the Australian Federal Police Association. As you can imagine, walking from the centre of Australia to Canberra is no small feat. And without the support of our sponsors, this walk would just not be possible. So thanks again to the Police Bank and the Australian Federal Police Association for supporting the walk. for having having you is like I, I the girls and I joke that you know that you're the walk mum yeah um and to, ha- to know that you're here um supporting you know our dad and our husband um through all of the you know the, the tiring challenging moments on the walk um has just been so beautiful and just yeah it's just been such a a breath, I think, really, for us to know that, yeah. you know, that someone that gets it and gets our experience but also gets Matt's experience because you've also had that journey. And uh, Matt has has been able to tell me when yeah. he's struggling. Yeah, yeah, I've loved that. Which I've been so grateful yeah. for because you get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the younger people... My my moment is always when I think about the younger families. Yeah. You know, what, three days ago, yeah. a young police officer took his life. Yeah. He'd been six months. Yeah, I know. And his family have now got to deal with all of that. And I know that improvements will happen, but they're not happening quick enough. No. Because I don't want families to have that pain and that trauma and that loneliness and the isolation of a family that said they were a family. Yeah. That are not. No. I know. Our family are now the broken ones. Yep. And you just, and if our, I think for me, it is, it, it is that it's, to make our experience, it can't have been for nothing. Like no. we can't have nearly lost Matt. We can't. Our girls can't live with the legacy of what they're they're still living with today. We for cannot nothing. have been in this amount of pain and just absolute destruction for so long, for it not to ma- mean something. And what it must mean is that the next family don't walk this path with this pain. They land more gently yep. with greater support. access to support, with greater understanding. With, with, it's not hard. It's psychological no. support. Yep. Is, are we not worth it? Oh, Is I know. Is money you know, too much? I know, but what's the cost? That's the thing that always, when I've been, you know, speaking to ministers and, and you know, shadow ministers and, you know, all the people in the insurance companies and all the people that sit in these workers' compensation systems because I've... Who have no idea. I've, you know, I've, I've rallied and I've spoken yeah. and I've rung and I've written and I will not, I am not going quietly. Um, and I am making noise. And um, when I do that, you know, you're always here somewhere in that conversation. Well, first of all, you get the, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, if one more person tells me how sorry they are for my situation, when they sit in a position of capacity and authority and responsibility, 
I think I, I could, you know, I could be held liable yeah. for, for, for physical assault. I get so angered by don't be sorry, mindless, do meaningless apology. Don't do something. Take my story, take my pain, and make it not happen to the next yep. soul. And but they always come back to the costings. Yeah, and I'm like. So everything sits in treasury and has to be budgeted. But at what cost? This family that have yep. now lost their person, there's been four suicides by yeah. police officers since this walk started. Yeah. What At what cost? And the they're lost, only the serving they're ones. They're only the serving ones that we know about. They're not the ones that have retired. They're not How the ones in How many have gone off the PTSD? Absolutely. They're not the volunteers. How do we capture these numbers so we know? And at what cost? Because I don't think it matters the financial cost if it is the loss of of my husband no. and your husband and our children's father and yep. the people that have taken their lives that have how much their families is, what, is too much for what them the to, cost? to why should it be our cost to bear because our loved ones chose to serve yeah. protect and care for people every day and yep. i i still don't i truly don't believe that and i'm sure you know you've met so many people on this walk and i you know i've Whenever I'm out talking, I'm, you know, obviously while Matt's on this walk, one of the yeah. first things that comes up is my husband's in a three-month walk across Australia yeah. to first respond to mental health. And without fail, every single person goes, oh, my cousin's in the job. Oh. My sister or my best friend is a nurse yeah. or my dad was a policeman or everyone has a connection. And through this, these country communities. Oh, incredibly. They have triples. They have yeah. so many. Yes, yeah, they wear several hats. Yeah, so it's, um, I think, you know, every household, everyone has a connection to a first responder and I don't think anyone wants them to have this experience no. when their service hurts them. No. I think everyone expects proper care that we would, that I expected, well, but it's just not You don't expect there. to come out of this worse than, worse when, you than you went in. Yep. I think that's been probably, I thought the worst moment would be Matt telling me he was taking his life and that he didn't think he could stop himself from ending his life. I thought that was going to be the worst moment and, and me holding him and getting him the help to keep him with us and keep him alive. I thought that was the worst moment. I, how wrong and deluded yeah. I was because our worst moments were yet to come and our worst moments started when we made a work claim for workers' compensation yeah. for workplace psychological injury. It's been two and a half years of utter hell. Yep. Hell that you could not imagine, that you that would not value. fathom. And you, the, the fact the that you... The blame to someone know. else. It's the fact that you treated like a liar, like a fraudster, you know, this yeah. whole manipulation. Um, I couldn't comprehend that. And, and I think, you know, my husband has, is, you know, Matt, he yeah. is... He's a, you know, and, and, and Stephen's the same and everyone on this walk, they are good people. They good, are caring, honest, honest, with incredible integrity. Yep. And I, I was so angered that, that Matt's injury and the causation of his injury would be questioned to the point where we felt like we were lying cheats. Yeah, yeah. How dare you look at his honourable service. Look, look at the man. How the tenure, dare you. The time that they've spent. Yeah. Stephen always thought that he would finish as a detective yeah. and he'd, he'd, you know, be clapped out of the station or have a, an honour guard or yeah. something. He just didn't go back. Yeah. One day he just didn't go back. Yeah. He hasn't got his, his board. 
Yeah, well, yeah, the board yeah, with yeah. their bitses. Yeah, all that, yep. Yeah. He's got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just I know Matt Matt always Matt thought he was a lifer. Yeah. Be in yeah. forever and he his innate I mean, I think that's also been something that's been in interesting with this injury and this this experience. You know, Matt suddenly just couldn't work. Yeah. And he wasn't part of anything other than his own healing. And they that have no is, they, no hobbies. No, because they have nothing. no time. And it was so. I mean, that was a whole other layer of impact and grief and trauma and and confusion not having an identity or a, or a process and not it, and the injury denies you. I mean, I at one point described living with Matt like living with a toddler again because he went, he did 50 things for two minutes all throughout the day and completed yep. nothing. It was And it was this constant keeping his mind off going to places that were infiltrating and, yep. you know, it was just bang, 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 bang and the house would be chaos and your life was chaos and it was chaos and nothing was... It was so difficult to manage and you're trying to raise children and work full time yourself because suddenly yours is the only income and the only sense of financial security that you that you have and you hold, have to just hold that so mm. preciously because, you know, you, you cannot impact, you know, the only person with a job now. And, and it is, it's just so, so difficult, but it went from thing to thing to thing and it just... I didn't know how to help him find a sense of purpose or connection to anything again. And, and that was huge. And he, I remember, um, you know, he, him being so lost. And when he decided that he would do the podcast, the idea had been floating around for a while. And I think he, he was searching as he was deteriorating silently and quietly yeah. within himself podcasts are a great um, oh, yeah. mechanism to connect with you can do that in the car you know yep. no one knows and he I know you know he said he was searching and he really only found defense and particularly predominantly American defense kind of podcasts and stories and they were the same but not right mm. and he said I, I think I might I might just start he said I think it'll only be our family that'll listen to it if that but I think I just need to so he mm. did and um and after he did the first the first episode um, with Bruce Cameron, um, he came to me and he said, "I've I've been part of something that's separate to myself, and I can I can it's a tangible outcome yeah. that I can hold and that has worth and quality and depth that is not myself." Ooh. And that was so transformative yeah. in him having. A drive again of having worth of contributing and that's I think also what this walk was so much about yeah being yeah. part of something that's greater than yourself yeah um that has just been Purpose. extraordinary yeah yep because Stephen wasn't going to do it yeah well Matt he, wasn't either no <laughs> and I said to him I said I think he said he'd just do a little bit and yeah. I said I think you should do the whole thing yeah yeah start to finish you know make it a journey make mm. it something and he said, no, I can't leave you for that long. And I said, well, I'll come in at this point and then I'll come home and then I'll come in at this point. Yeah. And I came at the first point and the um, time I had with everyone there, when I left, I sort of said to them, can I come back? Mm. Can I just come back and stay? 
because I need it. Yeah. And that's the hardest part about being the wife. I have hideous anxiety when it comes to going to work. Yeah. I don't know how to work. Yeah. I don't know how to go. Yeah. I'm going to work on it. I've got my psychologist, which yeah. is costing me a small yeah, yeah, fortune. Yeah. 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 And I will try and I will do my best, but I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. But coming on here and being with all of these people has been, apart from my kids, and I have a bit of work that's been, I feel valued. This is the first time yeah. the police have found me valued. Yeah. And I'm worthwhile because I said I'm not really, I shouldn't really be here because I'm not the first responder. And that's what the police have yeah. done. Yeah. The hierarchy have done. Yeah. They have said, you know, we're irrelevant. Yeah, we, we are, are completely, completely irrelevant, utterly irrelevant yeah. to this injury, to his. I was the matriarch of the fam of the police family at the station yeah. Stephen was at, yeah. and I nurtured the young yeah. ones that came through. And then I was thrown away. And that was really hard. So coming on the walk was like, I've got my family back. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's a bit different. Yeah. And we're all a bit broken. Yep. And it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The, the, the people on this walk are extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary humans and just beautiful, beautiful oh. souls. And the love and the compassion and the understanding. And Deep respect, such respect, um, has just been incredible, and to be enveloped in that, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I was, I know, you know, when you you joined the walk for a little while early on, and then when you contacted me and said I'm going back, part of me just went, I am so jealous, jealous that you yeah. get to do that, you know, because the girls are so, so much younger yeah. and had so much on, I, I couldn't do that, but no. I'm so glad that we've been able to do this bit, yeah, um, because I think, and you'll um, be coming in. At the end? Oh, absolutely. We were always going to be in Canberra, always going to be in Canberra. And I'm I'm so excited about those final days. And I'm really yeah. excited about opening the, the walk up to the world, like yeah. to anyone that wants to join, anyone that's got a family member, a loved one, a yeah. friend, or that an emergency service person has touched their lives, yeah. being that being that moment, being that, you know, that hero in their, mo in their yeah. darkest moments to come and walk because... We, you know, we can't we can't get the change that we needed and that others deserve without everyone that actually cares and values first responder service yep. coming on board and all showing the support. Service, all the paid service, it yep. doesn't matter. They're all caring yep. for everyone else. Absolutely. Yep, yep. And they and I think that's one of the things that I've also been really disappointed about is um, you know, the emergency service personnel, paid and volunteer, they turn up no matter what. Yeah. They turn up at the worst moments. They can look at it and think, oh, oh I do. but they just step in. They never turn around and say, oh, not, not today, not that one. Can't handle that. Yeah, that's too much. They just step in and they, they work together on scene, across agencies, and they just support and care and do all they can to make that situation better for those that are suffering and need help. And I've really been challenged by the fact that when when that service hurts them and they are the ones that say, this is my darkest moment, I'm putting my hand up now, I need help, that the whole system is geared to just say, oh, hang on, 
yeah, we need to do something for you. Oh, not sure about that. Do you yeah. think it was? Oh, you, do you think it was when your dad left? It was when you were two that that yeah, might yeah. be the it's causation? The I don't know whether the, it's or the SES. Oh, yeah. were, you, were you that week? Was yeah. it? Oh, it might yeah. be you. Might not be the service. It might not be the the leadership, the culture, the management, the hierarchy of you know absolute yeah. barbaric neglect on positive workplace um, engagement. Yeah. No, it might not be that. It might just be that, you know, maybe this job's not for you. Yes. Come on. You know, we want, and that's the other thing, you know, we want people in these services that are caring we and passionate. We want. Desperately want them, yeah, need we them. really want. Have them. Yeah, we need people that care. We don't want robots that are untouched by this. We want people that genuinely care and connect with others because they're the ones that will will be able to do the job the best. And but if we go if we want those compassionate kind and caring people we've got to support we need them. to have we're the systems and, them. and you know it's 2023 come on we have known so much for so long to have done so little yeah. by this date and you know i know that we're walking and this walk is so much about getting action on on some of the rec the 14 recommendations from the 2019 senate inquiry um, people behind triple zero, the mental health of first responders. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I live and breathe that document Absolutely. now. Uh, we rattle it off like it's, you know, yeah. a nursery rhyme. Um, and, but, you know, that was, that's just one part. We had the Beyond Blue work before that. We've had so much work done. We already know what needs to be done. We yeah. know we need presumptive legislation in every jurisdiction. Well, you're going to get technical responders. on me again. Oh, look at, we know yeah. that we need better access throughout the career and the life of the, of the officer. The life of. We know the connection and access to support needs to not just end when their service ends, but that that employee assistance support and program yeah. needs to go right and through retirement. not by a counsellor who's yeah. dabbled. Yeah, and it, as, you it's know, got yep. to be a professional who's worked in PTSD. Yeah. That specialises in the first responders, you know, community and yep. culture. And our children and families need to be recognised as yep. we may not be the injured person, but that injury... We are injured. We are injured simply um, because we live with the injury and the injury is so corrosive yep. um, and so damaging to everyone around them. Absolutely. And, uh, and when, you know, we know that, you know, we know that PTSD and psychological injury and depression and anxiety is so closely linked with a relationship breakdown. Absolutely. And yet we just, we're provided and afforded virtually nothing. nothing. Um, how can that be? Yeah. When we, and, and then on the other breath, we also know that one of the most, um, one of the most integral parts of being, getting well and staying well is having a supportive network. Yeah. Well, this injury in itself destroys often All any of capacity for network. that. Yeah. Um, so if, if the injury itself is, we already know, has that damaging and negative influence, where is the, where is the counteracting work being done yeah. to ensure that we can support the people we love? Because we need to stay well yes. and we need to stay whole and we need to be seen and validated and given expert guidance and support so that we can do that work, yeah. so that we can work alongside the clinical professionals to get brought and, in. And, you know, the end shot of all of that is that we will retain... Absolutely. ..these caring people who have got so much experience in that job... Yeah. ..instead of having them leave at such a young age. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the... Look at the... Just the experience and the depth of knowledge mm. between Stephen and Matt. They're just two people oh. that those services have lost. Yeah. 
And, you know, I, the number of people that have reached out to Matt um, since he started the podcast and been on the walk, um, you know, first of all, it's, oh, I never thought it would be you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you get that a lot. And it's like, well, it, it can be anyone and everyone. So it, Stephen you know, never thought it was going to be him. No, Matt never thought Ever. it would be him. You know, that's not that's not a prerequisite. That's not an indicator of, of whether this, this injury will inflict itself upon you. Um, but then it, there's also been, you know, gosh, you know, I always remember working with you. I only worked with you for six months. Yeah. But, you know, that time with you was foundational in my early years. You know, these are the people... Yep. that we want to remain we want to in keep the service. Them. We want to keep them to protect our, our yeah. society and the thing. Yeah. In our little moments yeah. and our grief moments, that we make a difference. Absolutely, we do. That we make a difference in our lives and the people yeah. we touch as lives, yeah. whether they like it or not. Yeah. And I think to make that difference, I've had to really, really dig deep and hold true to the worst that I've known of myself and of my yeah. family and of my relationship and of Matt. And that's so easy to lose and, yeah. and get lost. Um, and but I've always, I've always had hope that we would get through. Mm. And I want others that are at the precipice of starting yeah. this journey that we've been on for years now. I, I want them to have hope that they can get through, uh, that they can get through together, and that the life and the love and the marriage and the relationship and the and the parent-child dynamics yeah. and all of that is still beautiful and is still safe and can be enriching. Um, I mean, I still want to live the rest of my life with Matt. Oh, yeah. Stephen's got me for life. Yeah, whether, you know, whether they like know, it or not, they're stuck with us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I want people to know that you can still have all of those dreams. And as we started with, you know, our dreams and our future and what we what we see of ourselves and where we go has changed from the yeah. visions that we had um, in those early days. But... They are st I'm still excited for what's yeah. to come and I still have great passion um, and joy for, in, you know, for the future. But, I mean, we laugh deeply in yeah. amongst the three years. We have, yes. we've had those moments too. It hasn't been all heartache no. and sorrow and fear. You know, we've, we've laughed around the fire pit and we've... Yep. You know, we've sung songs and we've danced silly in the kitchen cooking dinner. Absolutely. And we've had those moments. They've been hard fought. Yes. Um, but we've had those moments and we've held on to those dearly. Um, and they've and got many, us through. many more to come. But there is plenty more to come. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. Chicky. Ah, oh, thank you. Yummy. Yeah. We are, we are, we are. Oh. Oh. You too. Mm. Always in forever. Yeah, absolutely. You've been listening to the Heart to Heart Foundation podcast. People on their own journey for the awareness of mental health in our first responders. Thanks for listening and please remember to support our foundation by going to the webpage at www.hearttoheartwalk.org. That's www.heart2heartwalk.org or just Google it.